0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Halloween ends. The newest film in the Halloween franchise of films. This is the third film directed by David Gordon Green, which is a, kind of a self-contained trilogy of films that take place Kind of uh, what, like forty years after the events of the first movie, Uh, so this group of movies doesn't relate to Halloween Two, which kind of, uh, which relates the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character uh, Laurie, Laurie Strode, to Michael Myers as a relative. Uh, So this one, she is not a relative of Michael Myers. It is just. You know, it is just a vendetta of him trying to come back and kill Laurie Strode. The The beginning of this trilogy of films is Laurie basically armed to the teeth. She's kind of like a, pre- a prepper in some ways, uh, prepping for the the return of Michael Myers. She's, you know, well-trained in combat. She's got a compound. Um And a very interesting take overall on the franchise. I mean, this franchise has a lot of different takes, uh, a lot of different big swings. I would say out of, oh, I I don't know. I haven't seen every single horror franchise, but it feels like the Halloween franchise has taken some big swings and tried some interesting things with their franchise, whether it's Halloween 3 that is almost completely unrelated to the entire franchise or the Rob Zombie reboot uh, or even within the original series of films it it tries to do some interesting things sometimes it succeeds sometimes it doesn't and this film Halloween Ends I think is trying some interesting things I, I give it a lot of credit I in no way think this movie is the worst Halloween movie that was ever made I also don't think it is the best uh at the end of the week I'm going to be ranking my top five Halloween movies in the entire franchise of films I'm also going to be in that episode talking about the different storylines you can take because this franchise is very much a choose your own adventure type of a story so I'm going to be ranking the different adventures you could potentially go on while watching the Halloween movies Uh, so if you want to get my thoughts on the in-depth entirety of the Halloween franchise that will be Sunday's episode but this episode I'm focusing directly on this movie that just recently came out on streaming that's how I was able to watch it also came out in theaters uh, which is a nice thing that sometimes happens where movies will be available for those that are poor and can't go out to movie theaters, um, but have a Peacock subscription, which is only $20 for the... At least they had a deal when I got it. $20 for the year. It's ad-based, ad but the ads only play at the beginning. This is not an ad for Peacock. I'm just saying, pretty good deal. 20 bucks for the year, and the ads don't interrupt the movie. Um... So this movie, like I said, does a lot of interesting things. I think it fails, but I like that it tried. I give a movie's credit for at least trying. And like I said, it's not the worst movie in the franchise, in my opinion. The worst is Halloween Resurrection, uh, which I will again go into more detail on why that is. Uh, But that one just does so many things wrong it just kind of like I think a movie within a franchise can really do bad things when it 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 shits on a lot of stuff it it makes things from a previous movie less effective um, where this movie I don't think it does but there are some interesting character changes first off we're introduced to a new character Corey he's a male babysitter which is interesting you never see that in life or in movies, having a male babysitter, but it's a nice, interesting kind of a thing. An accident happens, and he is kind of stigmatized from this accident. The major thing that's a change is the Lori Strode character went from like this militant prepper, ready for combat, ready to annihilate Michael Myers. Like, her and her entire family traumatized her daughter traumatized growing up in that household constantly being trained getting prepared for michael myers that never showed up for her entire life until the events of halloween kills uh and for whatever reason despite the fact that her daughter died despite the fact that i think maybe because she thought he died at the end of kills that somehow I I buy that she would let go of that on some way, but not to the extent that this movie has, where she is basically like a Susie homemaker, like no security whatsoever, just living a life as if the previous 60 years of her life never happened, or however old she's supposed to be in this, right? Which doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. By the way... I will be spoiling this movie, so if you don't want to be spoiled on how... I would assume that you've seen this movie or, you know, you're familiar with the franchise in any way. But I will be spoiling it because I do want to talk about the details and specifically why I like things, certain things more than others. Um, but it opens with her. She's, like, writing a book... And she's like the Susie homemaker baking a pie. She's, her granddaughter's living with her because obviously her daughter or Allison's mom, Lori's daughter, is dead uh, from the events of, of the last movie. Right? You think there's like no signs of trauma really at all. But they're living this life, whatever. There's this male babysitter who's, you know, because of an accident he accidentally kills this kid that he's babysitting right kid goes flying over railing and dies pretty gruesome beginning to the movie i give it credit like i was hooked i was like okay this is interesting this character is interesting this Corey character that's interesting and then we get this voiceover monologue from laurie about the events kind of catching everybody up for anybody that may not have watched the previous films that like if this is for some reason their first halloween film she kind of does a recap thing which is nice I mean a lot of sequels kind of have something like that there's usually like a news bulletin or there'll be a conversation that kind of gives the you know basic plot points to how we got to where we are but her character doesn't make any sense at all at all just being this nice whatever don't buy it through the course of this movie, it's also very much like the aspects of this movie. There's a love interest in this movie that doesn't it makes this movie feel more like a Twilight movie than it does a Halloween movie. The this like the first three quarters of this movie feel like a Twilight movie, and then the last half hour of this movie feels like a Halloween movie, which is something that is a bummer considering this is supposed to be like the the final film in the franchise and part of that love story is Laurie and this guy Corey which that relationship doesn't make any sense either first Corey kind of forms a bond with Laurie he's getting picked picked on outside of a gas station and Laurie kind of stands up for him and they slash tires together they have a little bonding moment slashing tires of the, these bullies. And it's like. It's a weird. Like that doesn't. Like the only reason Corey. Has a love interest with Laurie. Or not Laurie. With uh, Allison. Is to keep the Strode family. Relevant in this movie. Right. Because we, we're, we don't see Michael Meyer. He's somehow survived. Right. Despite. Despite. He, he's like trapped in a basement at the end of the last movie house is on fire there is a pretty badass scene of him getting out of escaping from that that is cool that is one of the cool aspects of this movie is seeing michael myers destroy all these firefighters and then like a big chunk of this movie is this love story that doesn't make any sense it's also kind of a story where Corey starts to display characteristics of Michael Myers, despite the fact that he unintentionally killed a kid, but because of the stigma, he's starting to stand up for himself. And in standing up for himself, he's kind of turning to the dark side, as it were. You know, very much has that, that Star Wars vibe of Anakin turning to the dark side. Uh, you know, and of course, it's tied in with the, the Strode family. So there's that kind of, you know, your 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 granddaughter's love interest is the protege of your mortal enemy, right? There's that kind of tie-in, which you know is an interesting tie-in. I just don't think they executed it. I didn't buy the love story. There's no reason why this why Allison would be just kind of effortlessly in love with this guy. No, no part of it. Like, even when she finds out that he's killed somebody, like, she's still, like, all in. Like, at no point she's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. But I do, I think it's interesting, like, I mean, Michael Myers is so sidelined in this movie. He's He becomes, like, an Obi-Wan or a Yoda type of a character where he's, like, training Like, Corey's wants to learn his moves and stuff, which that's not very... Like, it's interesting. I just don't think it was executed well. They go on a... a, They double-team a a kill. Like, they kill a doctor and his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. That's interesting, you know? Like, it would have been interesting if this movie was... Instead of the love story... Like, here's what I would have done to make this movie way interesting which would have had to have been planned in the beginning of this trilogy is to change either change the grandchild of Laurie Strode into a guy. And then that kid, his, her grandson gets trained by Michael Myers. And then this movie is like them going on kills together. Way interesting. Still ties in the thing It would kind of make sense, rebellious, going completely against the family. Completely makes sense, instead of just being a love story. Or keep it Allison, and she's the one being trained by Michael Myers, right? Either way, it should have been a family member of Laurie versus some love connection interest that doesn't make any sense. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show The Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad-free available on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts I've produced, hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one-year subscription of Inspire Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show. Like maybe if they set up the Corey character in a previous film and then there was already kind of a connection between them and this movie kind of pushes them together even more, that would have made sense. But trying to make this all work in one movie doesn't make sense at all and just the Laurie Strode character in general doesn't make sense but that would have made it so much interesting it would have done all the same things that they're trying to do in this movie trying to t- you know add this extra element of terror having a family member intertwined in the dark side of Michael Myers but it, if they had changed it to an actual family member then you wouldn't have had to worry about some love interest that doesn't make any sense that makes this movie feel like a Twilight movie, or, and it, it just it just would have it just would have worked so much. And then make it instead of trying to add all these scenes that don't make sense, like when they go to a Halloween party, they go to a bar, Corey and Allison, they go to some costume bar. And the mother of the kid that he killed, or that she thinks he killed, that he was responsible for when the kid died, he accidentally killed, however you want to describe it. Like, there's no reason that kid's mom would be at a bar during a Halloween party, right? Clearly, like, her character, depressed, angry at Corey, yeah, that makes sense. She wouldn't be in a, an extremely social situation. She wouldn't be... I mean, I could definitely see her at a dive bar, but not... Like, if, if that character existed in any kind of reality, they would have seen that, oh, it's a, ha- it's a costume party. My kid died on Halloween. Maybe I don't want to be around a bunch of people having fun right now. Right? And that's what she gets angry at Corey about, is him being there. It's like, why are you there, lady? And... She came from money. That house that that they lived in where that kid fell from, like, the fourth story, like, that's a giant house. You don't, like, people that have money don't go to dive bars, especially if there's a Halloween costume thing going on. Doesn't make any sense, right? It only serves to have a confrontation with them, right? All these confrontations don't really... Like the cop, that cop—I mean, the cop being creepy and all that—that's like on point. You know, most police officers aren't like good people, so that makes sense. That kind of bullying situation. Some of the some of the situations, him getting bullied on the bridge, and then the bully pushes him over the bridge, and they just kind of bounce as they assume he's dead. That's kind of one of the first times we see Corey kind of show that Michael Myers attribute of like you're unable to kill him for some reason but and that's where he first finds michael myers so there's like i don't know there's scenes that don't make any sense there's scenes that do make sense but it's like it just it's trying too much and it's trying too much in the wrong direction right but the last 30 minutes i really enjoyed i thought there's some amazing kills Right. This kid, Corey, gets a job working at his dad's like mechanic shop slash junkyard. These bullies, as kind of people uh, out to get him, and that them finally having kind of a a thing. Seeing Corey learn how to be okay with killing people since they already think he killed that kid. He's like, well, if you can't beat him, join him. Right. If you can't. Convince them that you're not a killer, might as well. They already treat you like one. Might as well just do it, you know? And those kills at the junkyard, I mean, that's like a half hour left in this movie, and we're finally getting some interesting kills, aside from like seeing Michael Myers escape from the basement, right? Which that kind of, you know, interesting. As far as all the ways in this franchise where Michael Myers somehow lives somehow survives at least this one's like mildly plausible you know as opposed to some movies where he's like there's like 10 cops unloading all of their guns into him and somehow he survives or changing the ending where he gets beheaded in a movie and then all of a sudden it's like oh that wasn't him wearing the mask that was just somebody else that somehow they couldn't take the mask off we don't really explain necessarily how the logistics of how that actually happened but whatever let's see is there anything else i missed the double team kill with the one that was cool and then parts of the end didn't really make that much sense right Corey's going to kill lori And she pretends to commit suicide for some reason. Doesn't make any sense. The fact that Corey's even able to get the mask from Michael Myers. They get in a tussle. I mean, Michael Myers at this point is old, right? He's already, he's older. He's probably like, I don't know, I guess, how old would he be? Like 15 years older than Lori? And she's old. So Michael Myers is even older you know, I don't know how old Lori's character is supposed to be in her sixties. So this guy's supposed to be like mid seventies. So I guess he wouldn't but he's considering what he was able to do, I don't think this kid would have been able to fight the fight fight him and get the mask away. It's not like the kid has any experience fighting. But the double kill. But then when he goes to kill Lori she pretends to commit suicide. She shoots him in the shoulder and then wastes all the bullets. And then there's the fight with her and Michael Myers, which, I mean, a lot of this movie should have been that. It should have been... If they wanted to do all this stuff, they should have... Like, sh- I, like Laurie Strode in this movie is, is so sidelined. It's She's so not part of this movie until the end of it. And she has the the fight with him. And I did like how that fight ends with, you know, so much with the contrast of this movie so much is obviously brutal kills, stabbings, crushings, all kinds of things. Very aggressive types of kills to have that contrasted with how it ends with just the gentle glide of the knife of a sharp knife i thought that was kind of beautiful you know just one of the like there's little tidbits of of things that i really did enjoy about this movie and the way she just glid the blade over his throat and then his wrists right no harsh stabbing no chopping just like a sharp knife gliding over the throat over the wrists and then seeing the whole town show up which Kind of a good end considering the previous movie was so much of the last movie Halloween Kills was the town coming together to try and kill Michael Myers which is an interesting thing there was tons of great kills in the last movie. take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates if you want to purchase artwork for somebody you have an art lover in your life and you think they would like my art but you don't know what painting to get them i have over two thousand original pieces of art for sale in my store along with shirts and Prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy t-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. So to see... The, the survivors that still... Cause a lot of people died in the last movie. See the survivors, the people of the town that have been traumatized from this for... I mean, not really. Because if it's just the events of the first movie and then it jumps to... So the kills happened and it killed, what, like five people in the first movie? Maybe seven people at most? Like, it killed a few babysitters. Obviously killed a sister. Even before that and then he comes back this is like Halloween is when he comes back the first time so it's like you know it's not like because all the events of the other movies didn't happen so it's not like this town had constantly dealt with this issue every Halloween is like is this going to be it it's just like he waited 40 years and then came back. But it is kind of cathartic to see the whole town show up, at this procession as they go to to finish Michael off. And I like how they finished him off, like, you know, putting him in the grinder. I kind of thought Lori might have fallen into that grinder, uh, like he was going to wake up and then grab her and then pull her in with him. That kind of would have been in some ways, an epic, you know, end to... It would have been... A lot of people probably would have been angry, but I thought it would have been another big swing for sure where they, like, this, this vendetta between the two of them finally ends with both of them getting crushed, but... I mean, that's the thing with this movie. Despite the fact that they put this body into a grinder and Corey killed himself, so he's not taking over, they could write it to where Allison does becomes like they can make a new it could be a copycat in some way it could have been somebody else they killed the wrong guy that's happened before which is it kind of ruins the previous movie but they've done it so i don't know you know aspects of this i enjoyed aspects of this i didn't enjoy overall i didn't think it worked not one of my favorite spoilers not going to make my top five list but there's so many movies there's only bangers on my top five list let's put it that way and this isn't a banger but I thought it did some interesting stuff you know I, I think at overall it's a decent movie it's trying interesting things I appreciate it trying interesting things it doesn't really shit on the franchise necessarily it does change Laurie's character but it They've done things to Laurie's character worse in other movies. They've made things like even wackier that's like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. But that aspect of, of Corey kind of becoming evil. Like I saw what they were trying to do. I just I didn't think they, they nailed it necessarily. Also the radio station kills were p- pretty good. But, like, all those were at the end. They were all last half hour. You know? Which is kind of a bummer. It's kind of a bummer. But at least we got some cool kills. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. So, overall, it it wasn't horrible, you know? There's some strong takes, right? There's some people that think this is genius, I don't think at all it's genius. I think it's. I think if they nailed it, would have been. I could see like, yeah, that's brilliant, right? If they had made the Corey character related, made Corey the grandchild of Laurie, that would have tied it in perfectly. Would have made more sense. Get rid of this love story, unless they they would have had to you know build that love story up in previous movies, which they didn't do. Right, if more planning went into that the execution of this movie would have would have worked better. The fact that Laurie becomes a Susie homemaker doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right? You could have her trying to be a Susie homemaker and seeing how living an entire life as a militant person constantly on guard for this monster to come back how that would make it hard to be a Susie homemaker which probably could have added some humor to this movie you know which horror movies are are pretty open to being comedic at times as well but it it was as if she never was it's as if like nothing had had ever happened right she had one therapy session and magically she was fixed. She didn't even have a therapy session; she was just magically fixed. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But it tried interesting stuff, so I, I appreciate that. Uh, so Halloween Kills, you know, it's 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 kind of on par for a Halloween sequel. Halloween sequels are tough, because they're they. It's it's very tough. Usually, like the first movie, I think in all of the situations of Halloween, pretty good. The very first one, the first Rob Zombie one, uh, the first one in this new trilogy, uh, the like H 20 I think is out of the two that came in that kind of chunk, is good. Like they're always kind of good, and then everything else, there it falls down. It falls down. It fumbles. And uh, I think the first two in this franchise, Halloween, Halloween Kills, I think those are I've heard people not like Halloween Kills, which surprises me. But maybe it's a movie that rewards people that have watched all of the Halloween movies recently like I have. Um, But it definitely fumbled on this this last film. And, uh, you know, it was fun. At least it had, like, the ending, that last 30 minutes, made it better, could have been way worse. But I think this movie should have been more of a Halloween movie and less of a Twilight movie, and I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, But check it out. It is on Peacock right now. It is in theaters, and uh, I think as, you know, if you watch the very first Halloween then you watch these David Gordon Green – I think that's his name, right? Yeah. Then you watch these David Gordon Green Halloween movies. I think cohesively, I think it's probably one of the better, like, timelines in the to, of, of choose-your-own-adventure uh, choices you could make in the Halloween franchise. Halloween ends. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What What you manifest manifest in your your mind, you can bring bring to reality. reality!